0: Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. We are in the middle of the fastest moving technology shift in our lifetime. And for the majority of us listening, we live through the birth of the internet. So that's definitely saying something. Here's the good news. It's good news. Truly, I have so much to fill you in on. Join me for my upcoming workshop, The Market Shift. It's so crucial to online businesses that I'm offering it completely for free. No strings attached, just pure actionable insights that will help you navigate the coming changes. But that's not all. If you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get exclusive access to my brand new mini course, The Two Click Funnel. Absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I'm running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Join me and prepare your business for the future. Go to bossproject.com slash shift to register now. If you're hearing this, there's still time. Don't miss out. Bossproject.com slash shift. This episode started with a TikTok. I <laughs> sent Emily a video a couple of days ago and I said I could do a whole podcast episode on this 45 second clip about what's going on in the online business world and I specifically loved the phrase where she said like we're, we're at the end of the girl boss era and I couldn't agree more and I want to kind of talk about what the landscape of online business looked like five years ago, six years ago, and what it's looking like in 2022 and why I think you guys have so much access and so much opportunity, but it is going to take a shift Mm -hmm. and we're in a new season. We're in a new world and people have different expectations, but I do want to kind of like take it back in time first when we say the girl boss era, what do we mean? And what was the online landscape like then?
1: Well, I think we take it even further back from the online landscape. I think the girl boss era started when we were younger, when we were teenagers, when we were watching movies like The Devil Wears Prada or reading books like Shopaholic or Gossip Girl and really seeing these glamification of these highly influential, stylish, financially savvy, but very, very young women who are achieving these really, really cool positions right out of the gate. They work really hard. They make it happen. They're the owner of a company. They own a bookstore. They are teaching on this thing. And I think we're raised in this like space of like women are in the workspace more and more. Our parents, I feel like, were the tail end of that generation. But we were seeing women then starting to, like, have even more agency and more autonomy as to what they were doing and exploring roles that were traditionally in, like, a more masculine space.
2: Mm -hmm. And I think
1: it fueled a lot of at least my, like, hopes and dreams for what I was going to end up doing as an adult.
0: Yeah. For our grandparents' generation, it was an oddity – to have the woman Mm -hmm. of the household working. Our parents were the generation where you kind of had to Mm -hmm. work to Mm -hmm. make ends meet. Not that there weren't still women staying home. I would say it was sort of like this crisscross where like you would see a a healthy mix in school. Like you definitely had friends that had stay-at-home moms. Like that Mm -hmm. was still common. But the way we were raised... Is we were taught, and this is just like, I think really bred into us in, in not just our homes, but also in media, because this Thank is a man. big media influence to me that we were taught as women for the first time that we can do anything we set our minds to and we're capable of accomplishing anything. Yeah, And yep. I think that is the precedent that sets so many women out to. Plan, even as a young child, I want a career, whether they wanted to be your mom or not. Like, and not that women didn't want to be a mom, but like, there's definitely less women by nature having less children in our generation. Mm -hmm. I think some of this is a career choice. I also think there's a wild infertility epidemic, but that's a conversation for another day. (laughs) Um, but because of that, I do think. As a young girl, we were taught, dream big, go for the stars, pick the thing that you want to do. And then in our definitely developmental teenage years, like you're saying, the movies that were coming out really (laughs) made it look like a dream to be an executive woman and a woman of power. And because of that... We, especially because when we graduated college, we were coming in on the tail end of the 2008 crisis and there were so many less jobs in the economy. And so for many of us, it was like, well, if I don't figure out what my own career looks like and set out my own pace and do my own thing, then I don't really have a choice. Like Mm -hmm. I have to make
2: something work. Yep.
0: And I definitely could have stayed in the working force. I think I had enough background that I was, I wouldn't say it was essential. Marketing is definitely one of the things that they cut for sure (laughs) when, when the economy dips. But I could have made it work if I wanted to. But I definitely feel like... When you and I started our businesses, respectively, you were a couple of years ahead of me in terms of like doing it a hundred percent on your own. But then when I came in in 2015, there was this culture and this air about online business that was just infectious.
1: Well, it was also really bro-y back then, so I think yes. like. Those of us who did start in 2011, 2012, like that era of when I started my business and built my own website, there were not that many women who were doing that. Right. And I think that the type of people that we have been raised, I mean, especially myself of being raised really strongly by single women, a whole line of single mothers, being told not only can I do anything I want, but I can do it better than any man ever could. And Mm -hmm. almost out of like, I was taught to go after things like to prove people wrong, to prove my family wrong, to prove other people wrong. Like it was a very like mission driven in that sense. What it looked like when I started is
0: I do think when I got on board, there was like a few women who were making it work and being slashy and people who knew who they were. And you sort of had to infuse yourself into honestly, what it felt like I can describe it no other way than attempting to be popular in a small clicky group of high school girls. Mm -hmm. I wish that's not how it felt, but it absolutely felt like the people in our industry all knew each other and all were lifting each other up. And if you wanted to make it, it was who you knew, not what you knew.
1: But the exciting piece is I do think that's changing. Well, and I just did a quick Google search because I wanted to kind of put my brain back in a time and space. So I started my website in 2011, like while I was finishing up college. And I just Googled, when did Marie Forleo launch B-School? And that came out in 2010. So like Mm -hmm. I was literally joining the space a year after what I would imagine is like the first popular, splashy, well PR'd coach mentor person was like on the space in the landscape. In the landscape. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But I think in that landscape, part of it felt like this like clicky, you had to be popular. It was who you knew, not what you knew. But I also think because of the nature of how we were raised, there was like this women supporting women, which I don't think is going away, but I just think it's different now. And I'll get into that. But so much of it felt like blind trust, like you're a woman in this space. So I'm just going to assume, you know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm going to invest. I kid you not, this industry rose out of
1: nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. it didn't exist. We invented, not we as in me and Abby, but we as in the collective we who's participating in this industry, literally invented this industry. Right. So there was, within the first
0: couple of years, tens of millions of dollars that was invested into the online education world. And if you were to look at it, project it out, like, we're at this point a part of a multi-billion dollar industry that didn't Mm -hmm. exist a decade ago or 15 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And so, or barely existed (laughs) a decade ago. And so to rise that much of an economy out of Mm -hmm. a space that didn't previously exist is just mind boggling. But I think so much of this goes back to, there's this culture of people craving learning and investing in themselves and wanting to to make it on their own and wanting to build their own thing and feel proud of it because they were taught that they could do anything and they should do anything and, and they should pursue their dreams. And I am, this is not me telling you not to do that, by the way. <laughs> but I do think we, and this is a result of what the world is going through collectively. This, in my mind, the end of this era is because of the global pandemic. Because of the global pandemic, there is going to be a radical shift. And I am calling it now. I am predicting it. I'm, I'm not the only person saying this by any means. But I am saying there is going to be a shift in this blind trust. Anyone can do anything. And as long as you're also a woman, I'm going to trust you too. Mm-hmm people are so much clearer on their priorities. Mm -hmm. They are so much clearer on their boundaries. They are so much clearer on their own time and what's important to them as Mm -hmm. a result of being home and getting clear on who the real friends are and what the world looks like now. And because of that, I think we are going to go back to our roots And we are going to see the rise of a service-based industry, unlike anything you've ever seen before. But the people that are going to succeed are solving real problems for real people. And they're Mm
1: -hmm. real clear on what that problem is. Mm -hmm. I'll also add a point to this where while I think the pandemic expedited something, I think it was starting a little bit before. I think the questions of blind trust were being brought up. When honestly, when like the radical conversation around Black Lives Matter started in very like late 2019, early 2020. I know the whole Black Lives Matter movement has been around since 2013, but I do think it took like Instagram influencer level status in the tail end of 2019 and early 2020. And those things were happening right right before i mean i'm talking months before the pandemic like shut everything down in the united states mm-hmm. so i think that it started question of trust and safety and ethics were happening yes. and then followed up with oh i don't actually like working like this so on top of ethics and safety and being mindful of where i'm spending my dollars comes also to i don't have to do this Oh, let me do some unlearning for a second. Yes.
0: I'm interrupting myself to bring you something that could change your business forever. I'm hosting a workshop that's so important. I've made it 100% free for all online businesses. Here's what I can promise you. Inside the market shift, you're going to get the most value-packed 90 minutes you've seen in years. I'm going to share the ecosystem that represents online businesses today. You're going to walk away knowing how to create more predictable income and sustainably scale, regardless of where you're starting today. You'll uncover the AI secrets top entrepreneurs use to stay ahead, boost productivity, and secure their future. You'll have the exact equation that's making wealthy people wealthier and be able to steal, copy, paste it before it widens the wealth gap any further. When you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get access to my exclusive brand new mini course, the two-click funnel. Absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I've been running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Save your seat right now at bossproject.com shift then share it with a friend. There isn't much time between now and the workshop. So head right now to bossproject.com shift to claim your spot. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. I think I think this collective unlearning and relearning is not only critical, but if you're not using this time to grow your mind and expand your willingness to see where you have just sucked at mm-hmm. supporting <laughs> people that do matter, mm-hmm. I think you're doing yourself a disservice, but you're also aiding in white supremacy dare i say about 100 percent. and so i think there is this this shift and it, like emily said it was like one little thing and one little thing one little thing and then i feel like it's just been this a landfall of
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's happening now whether you like it or not and if you don't get on It's not about a bandwagon. It's like literally it's the opposite of a bandwagon. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if you don't pay attention to these shifts and you're a business owner, I do think it's possible for you to lose everything if you're not paying attention to how you're talking about your business, how you're serving your offer, how you're showing up for people. Yes. Absolutely. It's critical for you to be paying attention to diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's critical that you aren't just throwing around your ideas and like selling things that you haven't really thought through and mm-hmm. hoping people will pay you money while you figure it out. I think people are craving your guarantee being real. They want to trust other people. And I think so many people lost trust and so many people They looked up to, they watched people, maybe they even considered a hero
2: or Mm
0: -hmm. a mentor or a coach and watched their true
1: colors being shown. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa. Yeah. A lot of consumers, because even though we're in the industry with our own business, we are also consumers of this industry. Absolutely, I think a lot of consumers also finally like a light bulb switched in their own brains about being like, oh, wait. I can learn from someone and not idolize them. And I cannot, like, I don't have to fall into this whole, like, this is a mentor and they are this big influencer and they are this big, like, I'm putting them on a pedestal type thing. So as soon as we started asking ourselves, okay, if I remove the pedestal and really look at this person, do I still want to learn from them? And I think a lot of people said no. Yeah. A
0: lot of people said no. The, like, mass and following... The mass cancelization, the mass, like people getting real clear on where their dollars were going. And I do think there's some stuff that's going to take more time. But when it comes to where you're spending money with small business, I think people are holding to it where it becomes a much more complicated conversation. And I think it's going to take a lot, a lot more work is the, so much of at least the US is run by. Massive monopolies that are just incredibly hard to avoid Mm -hmm.
1: because they control the commodities market. You can hate buying from Amazon and still have to buy from Amazon. Exactly. That's the point I think you're trying to make in the sense of like, you can understand the flaws of capitalism and still literally have to participate because you need food, medicine, supplies, shelter, whatever, right? Because we're humans. Right. But how we
0: solve problems, in my mind, is where we have the biggest opportunity mm-hmm. to make more strategic choices about how we spend our time, money, energy, resources. Mm-hmm. Because there are options yeah, and there are people who are incredibly talented yep. that don't have massive followings, that right. didn't go viral. Well...
1: Because we're also talking about like literally just the amount of voices that we're sharing the stage with. I looked this up, you know, Marie Folio started B school in twenty ten, but Marie Folio started her first email list in two thousand one. Like that's bananas to me. And so, yes, there have been even a decade before some of us got started, two decades before some of us got started, there have been, you know, already people in, in this space. And that's only that's growing literally every single day. It was the fastest growing industry for years. The efforts and the skills that it took to grow your list and get sales and get noticed back in 2010. 2015 are way different than what you do now. And so the way that you show up and the way that you talk about yourself has to be different. And the way that you connect with people has to be different. And truly, like I remember being in, you know, some sort of webinar taught by someone who teaches like how you can make a course. And they were Mm -hmm. saying something like, and this is true but i think this is also part of that like mentality of that girl boss era that i'm talking about is they were like you can literally make a course on anything teach people how to do anything how to like walk dogs how to knit baby sweaters how to teach this and it was just the most like obscure examples like how to can pickles whatever whatever and it was that type of thing where it was like okay what tiny skill set do i have that i could turn into like a giant business I don't think that's where we're at anymore. No. Part of that comes down to the access
0: to free information has become easier to mm-hmm. access. And so some of those, what I would call like smaller everyday problems, like how do you can pickles, Someone wrote a blog post for free on it and Google makes it real easy to find. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to pay you $19 for your instructions. Like, right. And that sucks. And I I know that's hurting creators. And I know that's hurting people who spend a lot of time and energy in developing these things. And I do think there's opportunities for people with skill sets, with diverse expert level knowledge to intentionally work with less people Mm -hmm. and have a bigger impact on them and make a real living that's in alignment with the kind of life they want to live. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden, they're clear on what their priorities are. And in the process, they can also work on how they show up in the world. They can work on themselves and they can support other service-based people in how they spend their dollars and how they reinvest in this industry. This is a choice. But I am suggesting that the days of like kind of throwing something out into the world and it just like magically working Mm -hmm. are kind of over.
1: People have more options than ever on what freebie they're getting, what lists they're signing up for, what training they're going to attend, what podcast they're even listening to. So thank you for being here. And your (laughs) your options are like literally endless. And so because of that, you're going to filter, your filter is going to be a lot stronger. And I think that two parts of this conversation that I think sometimes are kind of hard to hear is this space isn't for everyone. And doing a business like this isn't for everyone. And what I would love to see more people like have a deep inner reflection on is, is what you want, is doing this type of business the only way to get what you want? Mm -hmm. That's what I would really encourage you to sit with you know that there are a thousand different ways to achieve the same result. And maybe you have fallen into the lore of how easy all of this seems. And so you're doing all of that. But if you're not getting what you want, or if it feels really hard and not fun, there are other ways to get what
2: you want.
0: Which, just so we're clear, we are dedicated (laughs) to Mm -hmm. helping you identify what this could look like, to helping you identify how you could refine an existing service or move from an education product that's only kind of sort of working to a one-on-one service or to someone who's maybe served at a lower price point and you want to create a more premium experience. We are here. Literally, this is our job to help you refine it, to help you shape up the back end of your business so that you can create consistent results, a consistent client experience, and so that you can ultimately have a really clear idea of what you need to work on and when inside Mm -hmm. your business so that you can serve people adequately and have them feel really good about working
1: with you because that's so important to me. The other conversation I want to have, and I know I've mentioned it here on the podcast, but we haven't fully developed into a new era just yet. There's inklings of what I think these next couple of years might look like in the conversation. I don't think anyone knows. I don't think anyone knows yet. I'm concerned on some of the conversations I've had that I'm like, Oh, I hope we don't go full on there because to me, and you go too far on any end of the spectrum, it's going to hurt you and other people regardless. Like there has to be a happy middle ground just because like, we're out of this error. doesn't mean you have to bash like certain things. I think that we're walking a thin line here of like, realizing we want to shed some stuff. And so immediately the stuff that we're shedding is toxic and bad and we need to cancel yeah, it. No. And some of those things still work for other people. And so i wanted to be mindful of that. But one of the things that I hope that we don't lead to, which I feel like we won't fully settle into this, but I mentioned this but months and months ago, I saw this Instagram post. That was something, I think all it said literally was like, when did we stop talking about like, just six figure businesses. And now all of a sudden, everyone's wanting to be a millionaire and have a million dollar salary, a million dollar business. And that's that should be your next goal. That's the thing that you should definitely work towards. And I wrote this comment, uh, the only comment I've ever made on a TikTok because they were having this conversation in the sense of like, well, why wouldn't you want to make a million and why wouldn't you want to do this? And there's definitely a time and place for that. I am here for that. I love that. And for business to be making a million, like a bigger businesses, that's, that is really cool. However, like your own salary and like you being the only person in your business, or if you have like a team of like one admin or whatever, maybe that's not entirely realistic and that's okay. And so someone said something about this gap of six figures to a million. And I said, Are we just all collectively forgetting that $999,999 is still six figures? I think everyone thinks of just $100,000 as six figures and that those numbers in between a hundred thousand and one and a million just don't fucking exist for some reason. And it kind of frustrates me because I think it could be a dangerous error of building a business that's not in alignment with you, feeling like you're a failure if you're not meeting certain goals. And Mm -hmm. I hate that. (laughs) Yeah, that's part of why I think we've made a
0: choice intentionally of, okay, we are setting ourselves up for what I would consider a quantum leap that we're like really going into this new season with kind of an exponential growth attitude. But we are also approaching this with a level of safety and security because we are not building the business that we need at $5 million now. Mm-hmm. We are building the business we need three months from now right now. Yep. <laughs> and and because of that, we're hiring based on future needs, but not like a year from now based on numbers Five we're not even sure now. we're going to hit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And that's the problem that I'm worried about and I think you're kind of alluding to is if all of a sudden there's this external pressure that you have to go from like a reason, I mean, cause the problem is, and I think this is the reason why it's become a thing is depending on your market, like the Midwest, a hundred thousand dollars. Most people still don't earn that in mm-hmm. the Midwest, but on the coast, a hundred thousand dollars is like you're barely living because right. the cost of living is so high. And so I think coastal attitudes, yes, have affected the entire country because their needs are just different. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But because of that, it's making everyone feel like there's this collective, well, if I don't make this, then then I'm yep. somehow failing or I'm not going to be able to meet the needs of my family. But the needs of your family are absolutely based on your physical location. I don't care if you're running an online business. Right. Like your access to food, shelter, everyday commodities, it is based on where you live, regardless of where your dollars are coming from into your business, where people are Mm -hmm. spending the money, where you live is what's setting the boundaries on what you need to survive and be comfortable.
1: Yep. Yep. What we've been seeing that I also don't like is with great growth or great goals for growth, like that in this conversation, is also the person who's been providing the results is all of a sudden too good to continue delivering the results. Yeah,
2: and I hope that. this
1: mentality gets nipped in the bud ASAP because I freaking hate it. I, did. I hate it too. I mean, I
0: think there's a time and a place for an owner to remove themselves from a business, but In the service industry where you are like, you are the expert that led the knowledge, the creation of the thing, whether that's delivered as a one-on-one thing or a one-to-many thing, regardless of how it's being delivered, you are the talent, right? Mm -hmm. You are the talent and to completely remove yourself From that aspect of your business, like...
1: Because guess what? You can still scale and remain the talent. There are ways to do... That's literally what we help our clients do. So don't come at me that it's not possible. But what I think is there's a big disconnect between, well, if I want an 87 kajillion dollar business, then I can't do X, Y, Z. And I just, I would just love everyone to do a self-reflection on like, is that actually what you want? And are the things that you would actually need to take to get there things that you actually want to do? Another era that I hope we're not in where it's, it's happening right now. It definitely happened a lot in the last two years. I think there's a positive version of this era, but I'm not seeing it yet. And it goes kind of to this point of the owner just completely removing themselves. The concept of just like literally delegating everything and like not like going on this hiring spree before you're ready, before you have systems in place, like doing all of this because you're just like. It's encapsulating the tail end of the girl boss where it's like, if you're girl boss, lady CEO, then you don't have to do like all of these other things. And so we even made this mistake, right? Of going on this hiring spree before you're ready or hiring like for the wrong type of roles and positions. It's just this like, if I don't want to do it, then I'm either going to outsource it or I'm like, I'm just literally not going to do it. I see so many people who are just like, well, I don't have to. I can build a business however I want. And I don't have to do it. I'm not going to. And you're right. And I just want to make sure you're aware of the consequences of you not doing things that are sometimes just fucking required for a business.
0: Well, but the problem with doing what you're talking about is... The ethical standards you are not holding yourself to by doing those things is fucking bullshit. (laughs) Don't hire a team unless you're prepared to pay them. Mm -hmm. And don't hire a team unless you're prepared to train them. Oh my God, and manage them and Mm -hmm. love them and take care of them. Okay. The love is optional, but I do think (laughs) the caring about your team is essential. And so, but my concern is knowing what I know now about human resources law. Yeah. yeah, Diversity, equity, and inclusion standards, equal opportunity employment, like best practices. Some of you guys need to get your shit in check. You are walking a line that is heading you straight towards a lawsuit. Yep. And I'm not joking. Like, no. this is a very serious conversation. I would not <laughs> want to go through a lawsuit over hiring and firing like mm-hmm. that. <sighs> no. <Nope. laughs> so, and it's happening to people we know. So, just saying. For real. It's not pretty and it's not cute. Does it take time? Does it take investment from you to figure out what those things look like? Yes. But I also think, and this is the the part I really want to hit on, you don't have to build this massive thing for it to fulfill all your personal needs and desires. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can be happy Mm -hmm. by strategically choosing to do less. And some of you, I will say this too, some of you will make more money if you have less people on your team and you
1: purposely work with less people.
0: Yep. Dare I say. Yep. (laughs)
1: Because it gets expensive. It gets expensive and it's time consuming. And I think that's my biggest like soapbox ever of just, Will you freaking just start to actually uncover what you actually want instead of just building a business that looks like everyone else's? Because if you do that, you're going to wake up every day and hate your job. And so you might as well then go work for someone else that you hate that job for. So you don't have to like think about growing your business. But Mm -hmm. what do I know? (laughs) What do I know? (laughs) I do want to end this on some
0: hope. Okay. (laughs) Not me just yelling at you? No. And so, okay, yes, tides are shifting. Times are changing. The world is getting really clear on what it wants and what it doesn't want. I do think it requires you to wake up. I do think it requires you to educate yourself on many different areas Mm -hmm. and on many different topics. And you can have a partner. You can have someone backing you up. And I, Emily and I, we would be honored. To walk Mm -hmm. this walk with you and to help you navigate what it looks like to refine a signature service, to have incredible client results, to build a business that's in alignment with the lifestyle you want based on your unique needs. We are not a one size fits all approach. And we want to help you, which is why we developed the incubator, which is why our clients are getting the most unprecedented results I've ever seen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we want to invite you to apply. So if you want to go to bossproject.com slash incubator, it takes less than 10 minutes to apply. And then we will have a private DM conversation with you. Let us know as soon as you apply so we can bring your application up to the top of the stack. And we can talk with you about if this makes sense for you. But I strongly encourage you to partner with people that are saying the things that no one else is saying. And Mm -hmm. I really believe we are leading this space and I want to be there for you and advocate for you. So I can't wait to continue this conversation. I can't wait to talk more. And I look forward to seeing all the things you build and all your success in the future.
2: And
1: even if you don't apply, if now is not the right time, I still encourage you to head over to Instagram at Boss Project and leave us a voice note on what you thought of this episode, because I would love to keep ranting and raving about it. And I have more examples of where I hope we don't head to as an industry. Uh, So if you want to chat that out, or if you want to share with me where you think we're headed, where I hope we don't head to as an industry. Uh, So if you want to chat that out, or if you want to share with me where you think we're headed or what you also hope you don't see, I truly, truly want to hear those thoughts from you. So go over to Boss Project and say, I'm talking about episode 608 and here are my thoughts and tell me everything.